All right, welcome to the Corner Post Podcast. Um, again, I'm Larry. Zach's here as well. Hello. How are you? How are you, Zach? Doing pretty good. How are you guys? Good, good. And we have a special guest today. His name is Jared. Jared, why don't you go introduce yourself? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, Thank you, know, you for coming up. It's, a, it's an honor to be on the show and, and to be your first guest. Uh, some of your listeners may have heard my voice before. I was uh, the producer and one of the hosts of the Effort We Did It Live podcast for Gridiron Experts. I've written for them. I've also written for FF Dynasty 260 and Fake Pigskin. And uh, I am the former communications coordinator for the New York Guardians of the XFL, as well as a player personnel assistant for the Philadelphia Soul. So uh, I like to think I know a little bit about football, but uh, (laughs) who who knows? Uh, Jared, um, tell us a little bit about the communications for the Guardians. Tell us what you did and... Yeah, sure. What, so what went down? So uh, it was it was a two man team. Um, it was me and and you know my boss, the director of communications, uh, and more or less I was the primary gatekeeper for all historical information, such as stats and everything for the guardians. Oh wow! Which was uh, incredibly important, considering you know any time something happened, it was very possible that it was a franchise first. So that's something that had to be recorded and monitored. Uh, yeah, definitely. We, we released all the press releases. Uh, I was in charge of setting up all the press conferences for post game. Um, I had a great game day staff under me. You know, six have for all game days. I uh, developed and produced all the flip cards and game notes for all media. Okay. Um, coordinated all the press con- or all the interviews with the players and coaches. Uh, helped with uh, marketing and content. You know, it was it was a small team. Um, it's unfortunate how it all ended. But, you know, yeah. it was, uh, we're all very close. We all still keep in touch. Um, I love my Guardian family. And, you know, from just a personal experience and, and professional wise, it's, uh, I, I won't call it our foundation for my resume. It, it's definitely more than that. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm excited to see what my next chapter is. I, yeah, that sounds amazing. Zach, you have anything for Jared? Uh, no, I don't have too much. You pretty much hit on everything that I would have asked, right? There. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was curious because I like w- when we heard because we've been pretty good friends for about a year now or so, sure. and I, when I heard that, I was like, "Whoa, what does that even entail?" Like, I, I always wanted to ask you, but I always just forgot. Yeah, but no, it was. It this was, is uh, like I welcome any questions about it, um, especially with you know our you know group and and the friends that I grew up here. Yeah, um, you know we all grew up huge sports fan, specifically football. So, uh, you know, if I was put in someone else's shoes and, you know, someone told me that they were working in professional football, I would certainly chew their ear off with questions and, and <laughs> want to find out as much as I can. So I welcome any questions, especially now that uh, the XFL has kind of wrapped up. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if, you, if anybody wants to talk offline about some specifics, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not contractually obligated to kind of uh, bite my tongue anymore. So what do you guys want to know? <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, are you looking to join the NFL at some point, trying to get your feet back in? I know you interviewed with the NFL once. Yeah, I, I re- mean, recall. Yeah, I've interviewed with the NFL several times for uh, a few positions. That was when 
I was still very, very new into the industry and I was not expecting to get very far in that process. I got farther than I thought. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the dream for anybody who works in sports and anybody who, you know, I've worked in arena, I've worked in the XFL and while both of those were successful, uh, yeah, the dream is always to work in the NFL. So, Definitely. Uh, you know, um, it's it's not the market right now for uh, positions such as mine or for any positions really in any industry with everything yeah. going on in the world. So I'm kind of just minding my time and, and taking it all in. I'm getting back to writing and really studying this draft coming up and uh, so, I mean, we're on the perfect, we're on the perfect. Yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> but when, when the position opens up that, that fits me, I, I know that, you know, I'll, I'm a good candidate for it. I interview well and uh, just gotta be patient. Go. Something will come up. All right. Before we actually get started into today's episode, I have one more question for you, Jared. And this sure. is something that is actually very curious because I've seen you with multiple jerseys on before what is your favorite football team i actually don't know this okay yeah <laughs> so my favorite pro team is the jets i'm a diehard jets fan I've okay been a, i was a season ticket holder my dad put me on at the time there was a waiting list um, my dad put me on the waiting list the day i was born oh wow i was i was called on my 16th birthday um but before that my dad had season tickets so up until i would say by the time i was seven until I left for the military when I was 23, I never missed a home game. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. I used, to travel, I used to travel to Buffalo for every Buffalo away game. Um, but yeah, I'm a diehard, diehard Jets fan. And then uh, if you're talking about college, I'm a big Gator fan. So uh, Gators. All right. Yeah, yeah, I so like I that. Live, I used to live down in Florida. And uh, that was in the late 90s, early 2000s when there weren't a lot of pro uh, teams to cheer for the Bucks and Dolphins and Jaguars are awful. So <laughs> the, the big thing down there is you know Seminoles, Canes, or Gators. And uh, at the at the time, Danny Werfel was the quarterback for the Gators, and uh, he led them to a national championship. So I just kind of jumped on the bandwagon there, and you know stuck with them. And you know, Tim Tebow is one of my idols. But to answer your question, pro team, yeah, I'm a diehard Jets fan. That's awesome. Well, it's not so awesome. But yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you and Zach are pretty much on the same boat. I'm in the middle. Like right now, I don't know where my team is, what the, what the hell they're doing, but we'll get there. Yeah, no, that's all. We'll you gotta, get there. You gotta be cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly thought the Jets were gonna do a lot better than what they did. But with CJ Mosley when he got injured and then Sam Darnold having mono, like it just went all downhill. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're on a time limit here for this podcast, but we could have an hour discussion about the Jets. If you want to yeah. get into it. But, yeah, let's not get uh, into that. I, yeah. <laughs> the injury screwed us in the beginning. Yeah. Avery Williamson is someone that no one talks about. Yeah, Him exactly. Game really <laughs> messed us up. All right, guys. So the first. So basically what we're doing today is we're going over the Walter football mock draft. It seems to be very popular between me and Zach. I don't know about you, Jared. You probably have your go-to, but we like we like looking at Walter football. I've, I've actually looked at it a couple of times before. I know, Zach, it's your favorite, you said. So what we're going to do is we're going to go throughout the, the first round, and we're just going to talk about the people that the Walter football has mocked and see if we like that pick, see if we can change it around i know jared you said you had your own uh your own mock draft so you can 
include some of that if you agree or disagree. So I think it's going to be a great, great time. Oh, yeah. If you have your own mock draft, we could definitely compare and contrast. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, you know, credit to Walter. That's one of the greatest minds in the industry. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, for, I, I looked it over. You know, we agree on a lot. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to throw in where I disagree if, if we get to that point. All right. So, Zach, you want to kick us off? Let's let's go with number one. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're going to kick off with the Cincinnati Bengals taking Joe Burrow from LSU after having one of the best college football quarterback seasons of all time. <laughs> and I don't think there's too much to discuss about that, really. I think it's pretty much a lock at this point. I, I, I agree. I think it's a dead on lock. What I've seen in his film, he, he has great pocket pr- uh, presence, and I love how he arcs the ball arcs the ball into the end zone. I find I love that like little little thing that he does. It's it's fantastic for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would. There's no argument here. Um, it's amazing how much he, but you know, it changes in a year because not a lot of people knew about Burrow last year, and it was yeah. all about tank for Tua, but. Uh, here we are, and you know, I don't doubt that he's going to have some bumps in his rookie season. But of course, that especially offense, that, that offense is going to be solid. That yeah, Mixon is is extremely talented, and that offensive line—they have a lot of a lot of good young players on there who, you know, unfortunately suffered a bunch of injuries over the last couple of years. But uh, they have the opportunity to kind of use him, sign Mixon to a long-term deal, and build, build around that and develop yeah. something really special. Yeah, and, and I'm personally not a fan of it because I'm a Steelers fan and they're in the division, but I do see that as an incredible pick and a solid future franchise. So the second one is the Redskins, and Walter has Chase Young going. Arguably, I personally think like he's an arguably first-round pick, but with the Bengals need a quarterback, Joe Burrow's the smart choice, but Chase Young is a freak He's a yeah. freak. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think he's probably the best player in the draft. Um, but quarterbacks will always uh, have that yeah, priority. Um, Definitely. But it's I I also have the Redskins taking Chase Young here. I think that it's a strong possibility that they trade down just because of all the pieces that they need. Uh, yeah, I can see a team that can possibly compete now. Uh, going up and looking for that, you know, edge rusher and, and trading away uh, a first and, you know, obviously a lot more, possibly two firsts, a third and something else to move up to the second overall. But it's, uh, you know, if it stays put, yeah, Chase Young's definitely going second overall. Yeah, I definitely agree with Chase Young going second. Um, I think he's he's the best player on my board. And I think he's going to be a phenom for years to come. I definitely think he's more polished than Nick Bosa coming out. So we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. All right, Zach. All right. And for pick three, we have the Chargers trading with the Lions and taking Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback from Alabama. And honestly, that that's definitely interesting um, with all the injury concerns. I'm not sure I would have him there. I'm not sure if I would take Tua in the top five with all the injury concerns and then you look at the talent that he was surrounded with at Alabama. There's a lot of questions there for me. Too much for me to have him in the top five. I'm not sure. So uh, I'll jump in because I guess this is going to be the first disagreement. I think two. Okay. Was, I think two is a top three pick. Um, I would be. Uh, I don't have him going here because on my mock draft, I just 
it's too tough to predict traits so i wasn't gonna yeah. start doing that um but i do have uh two are going in the top five on my mock if the Chargers do make a move i think it's a perfect fit for him um he's you know, I guess Alabama's a warm weather place. You go to San Diego, you have a ton of weapons. Uh, Tyrod is not the answer there. <laughs> um, you know, they moved on from Phillips. So I, I think to uh, with the recent news articles that came out, you might see Justin Herbert possibly go uh, before. Yeah. Him. I would disagree with that. But, you know, I think Tua is extremely talented. So I think... Either A, the Dolphins or the Chargers trading with the Lions is actually the smartest pick the Lions could make. Because looking at in between, because I heard that they're they're in love with the the Jeff, I don't know how to really say his last name, this cornerback. Akuda? Um yeah, Akuda. Jeff Akuda. I, I heard they're in love with him. And since they got rid of Slay, they're in need of a corner. I think if they draft back, they'll get an ex- some extra picks and they'll still get their man. So that's why they'll, I have. Yeah, look up the trade back. That 103, if, if they stay there, that's why I have them taken. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that's that who makes, I would see. That makes sense. So, um, so think, drafting back would be pretty smart, I think, in my opinion. I, I would agree with you. And I think three and four, um, I know Zach would probably jump in with the Giants, but uh, I think three and four, you're going to see a lot of moves. I, I would be very, very surprised if either of those two teams stayed there. I yeah. Think that Miami and San Diego are going to be trying to move up to three to get whichever quarterback they think is better, whether that's Tua or Herbert. And then yeah. I think the other team is going to want to move up and get the, the final third, you know, the third guy. Because after that, there's just a steep drop-off in the position. So um, I, I think Definitely. it's going to be really interesting come draft day. I'm, I'm excited to see that too. All right, so we have at number four, Giants taking offensive tackle Tristan... Werfs? I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, so I, I personally am not really knowledgeable of at offensive tackles or offensive linemen. So Zach, I know you're really smart at this stuff, so I'm going to let you take it away. Plus, you are a Giants fan, so take it away, Zach. That's all you. <laughs> all right, so to begin, I have a few things to say about pick four. Um, if I'm in the Giants' shoes here, I'm definitely trading back because there's just way too much talent, and then we don't have a third round because we traded for Leonard Williams. So we definitely need to accumulate more draft picks in that process so we can trade back and potentially get, you know, the same player that we were looking for in the first place. Uh, Tristan Wirfs here, you know, I think he has a super high ceiling. I think he can maybe transfer and play guard. I think he might be a better fit there, personally. If I was picking in the Giants' shoes at four and staying at four, and I am going the OT route, I would take Jedrick Wills from Alabama. That's just me personally, but if this were to happen on draft day, I would not be mad at the pick. Yeah, so to kind of talk on worse a little bit, it, kid's a monster. Um, you know, he's huge, 6'5", 320, and a 99 percentile in the 40, and, you know, speed score and burst score. So he's a, a ridiculous uh, lineman. With that being said, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I understand the need for offensive line. And to protect your young QB, but I think with someone like Isaiah Simmons on the board, who I think is the best player in the draft, it would be insane for the Giants to pass him up at this point. Ooh, I can't wait to get down there then. <laughs> like I said, I don't really have that much say in offensive tackles. I saw a little bit of film on him. I think he is a beast, but again, I can't block for sh- shit. 
I cannot block for shit. I don't know what to do when you're on offensive tackle. I tried to, re- I refused to play that when I played football. So I don't have, <laughs> I have pretty much no insight on offensive line people. So that is all you guys. Let's just move on to the next one. <laughs> Our heading on the pick five, we have the Dolphins taking Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. And honestly, um, that's an interesting pick. I think Herbert has a high ceiling, but I definitely think he's super raw at this very moment. Yeah, I mean, in my mock, this this is where I had uh, Tua going. So, um, the Dolphins, you know, easy easy money. If you want to throw money on them drafting a quarterback somewhere, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to take one. I again, I didn't predict any trades, but if uh, if Tua is gone by now, then yeah, I guess I would agree with this. Where Herbert will probably be that landing spot. Definitely, I definitely agree. Since in this mock draft, Tua is gone. So he, Herbert would be the definite, definite choice in that. And we all know the Dolphins are in need of a quarterback. Personally, I like Josh Rosen, but no one seems to be giving him a real good shot. So I don't know about that. People might yell at me about that, but I don't care. I like him, but it's okay. So we'll just move on. The next one is the, with the trade with the Lions from the Chargers. With the Lions, again, like we said earlier, Jeff Okada, cornerback. Any opinions? I think what I saw from him, incredible, solid coverage. He was just a great tackler, great pursuit. I, saw, I was watching his film today, and I, I was in love with him. No wonder why he's the first corner off the draft board. I think he is a phenomenal player. Yeah, he, he's shut down. He's he's a pure shutdown corner. And I don't necessarily believe in I think I think corners is the hardest position to translate from college to the pros. And I think that's been proven with, you know, a lot of recent picks and as a Jets fan I'm scorned by like D Milner and players like that. But mm-hmm. um no, I, I, I think that this is a, you can't miss here and the fact that if he would fall to this far and with the Lions picking up as much draft capital as they would trading out of three, it's, it's a huge, huge win for Detroit. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially since they got rid of Slay. Oh yeah. They, I mean, 100%. Perfect pick. Anything Zach from you? With this? Oh yeah. Pretty much uh, the, the Slay trade definitely opens up a spot for a quarterback there. And I think in this case, in this mock draft, if they stayed at three, that's the player that they probably would have took. So they gained draft capital and they took the player that they would have took at three at six. Yeah. I think it would be the smart idea. All right. So the next one, Zach, you could take it away. All right. So all right. So the next one, we have new Panthers head coach, Matt Rule, making his first pick in the NFL draft, taking Derek Brown, defensive lineman out of Auburn. This is a player that I'm very high on. I think he's probably the fourth or fifth best player in this draft uh i think he's really quick off the line and i'd like to see how he turns out i see a lot of comparisons to sue i'm not sure about that but we'll see yeah like again i'm gonna be on the isaiah simmons train but i just don't see any world where you lose luke keekley and then you don't draft someone like simmons um i understand the need for uh linemen especially interior linemen where the panthers have you know if you, kawan short can kind of play 
D tackle. Uh, you have Brian Burns as an edge rusher, um, who's solid. But uh, this it wouldn't be a bad pick. I just think that someone like Tahir Whitehead is not going to fill in the role of Luke Keekley, like yeah, uh, like Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually have to agree with Jared. Um, I was just talking to Zach about earlier about Isaiah Simmons. How I'm I'm in love with this dude. The dude has just pure raw talent and. Personally, I didn't really know Derek Brown. I looked at his film, looked at his combine. He does have a lot of burst. He can get through that offensive line. But like Jared was saying, I don't. Uh, he can't replace Keekley, and Keekley is just he, they, that was the backbone of that defense. So, if they pick up Brown, they pick up Brown. But passing on Simmons, I think, will be a grave mistake. And don't get me wrong, like I think Shaq Thompson is a very very talented linebacker but yeah <laughs> excuse me um i just i, I draft the best player available that's what you have to do in, in positions like the yeah you need so many pieces on that defense and i just think that it would be a great mistake to let him fall this far or at least you know move back a couple of spots and the amount of draft capital that you could get for a team that wants to come up and grab someone like simmons would be uh, astronomical yeah, yeah, that's a great valid point. So our next one, you've heard his name like probably five or six times already. The Cardinals taking Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, safety, whatever you want to put him. I just said one of my thoughts were on Simmons. He's a freak of an athlete. I think he is one of the best players in this draft. He great pursuit, great coverage, great awareness I, th- I think he's a solid pickup and if the Cardinals get him man that's just building on that defense that yeah I mean the need defensive help um I actually I mocked them drafting Tristan Wirfs here so he would obviously be gone um however there's a ton of offensive line depth in this draft so yeah someone like an Andrew Thomas uh if he's available with Dredrick Willis but again if if Isaiah Simmons is here, then yeah, you take him. So uh, not, <laughs> not arguing at all with this with this mock. Yeah, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm I'm running to the podium and giving them my slip for Isaiah Simmons because he can literally do it all. And there's nobody better in this draft to have it than their versatility. You know, is becoming a big thing nowadays in the NFL. And if anybody in this draft is the definition of versatile, it'll be Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. And another thing, I, I know I was looking at a couple other mock drafts to try to figure out what mock drafts we wanted to review. I saw the Chargers picking up Simmons too, and I thought that was a really cool idea with Derwin James being that, be that versatile nice. player. But definitely with the Chargers' need of quarterback, I, I say go for the quarterback. That would but be so Simmons is also a beast. That would be so. Fun it would those two on the field at the same time. <laughs> it would. It totally would. It totally would. All right. All right, so for number nine, we have the Jaguars taking C.J. Henderson, cornerback from Florida. Uh, Jared, you're a Gators fan, right? How do you feel about that? I love C.J. Henderson. I think that he is on a, on a tier of his own, but it's right after Okuda. Like, it's it's not 1A or 1B. I think that Okuda is that much better. But C.J. Henderson is the second-best corner in the draft. With that said, as I alluded to earlier, I think that this is the hardest position to translate from college to the pros. 
and yeah. especially coming from you know Florida, they don't have a good history of of kind of prepping those cornerbacks to turn pro. Um, At least he'll stay in Florida. Yeah, he will, which I, I <laughs> is great, I guess. But with the Jaguars, you know, they recently re- released Marquise Lee. The look in a trade, Yannick. I, I have no idea what this team is doing. There is a yeah. single name recognizable player on this team. I think that they are tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Whatever, like this, this team is going to be awful this year. Um, a corner is fine. I think if you're completely rebuilding, maybe you look at one of the offensive linemen that have fallen over here, considering you're going to be drafting Trevor Lawrence next year. But that's, yeah. I, I just think that a cornerback here is a mistake. But if you're going best player available, I suppose that's fine. I had Derek Brown um, falling here. So uh, obviously that's not happening in this draft, but I think that that would be a solid fit here. Yeah. Um, I definitely do like CJ Henderson of what I've saw from him. I was watching his tape today. Uh, I definitely think he's a hybrid corner. Can get to that quarterback really good. It seems to me he's really good in the slot, but again, I didn't watch Florida that much. I just saw his highlights and his game tape, but amazing looks like an amazing slot corner great on coverage right on the ball and he can he can get to that quarterback so quick man he was hitting that quarterback so many times in that film all right the next one we have is the eagles taking cd lamb so what i've saw of cd lamb he has extreme amount of burst and he can pretty much take anything to the house if no one tackles that dude. Like, if he just breaks those tackles, he's taking it to the house. He's incredibly fast. His feet work are amazing. I actually don't agree with this pick. I think Jerry Judy would be the best wide receiver off the board. So, well, I don't know what you guys... Um, so, I feel like this is uh, a few different conversations. Um, first of all, I think C.D. Lamb is the best wide receiver in the draft. So okay. I second that. With that being said, I think it would be a huge mistake for the Eagles to trade up to grab him. Uh, I think where they are, and Walter alluded to it in the article, where they are in the draft, I think some talent, very, very talented receivers would fall to them. Um, plus, biases come in here as a Jets fan. This would kill me. <laughs> this would... Because <laughs> Jets are up next, yeah. <laughs> Eagles trading to get ahead of the Jets, to get ahead of the Raiders. You know, you're going to see a run of wide receivers here in the early teens. And uh, I know I, I think CD Lamb is, when I watch his film, he reminds me of Julio, like a young Julio. I was, I agree with that, definitely. Like, yeah, for sure. You know, Julio, I think at the, at the combine, I have it here, he was 6'3, 220. So he's a little bit bigger than CD, but the explosiveness, the hands, the, the playmaking ability. I, I really, really think he is the best receiver in the draft. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't argue with with the Eagles trading up to here. Um, they got to get their guys. They got to get wet, win some players. Yeah. Um, so I, I get it. But, uh, I and I mean, don't get me wrong. I know I said I like I like personally I like Jerry, but I love CD too. I I know I talked to you earlier about CD Zach. I don't yeah. remember when a couple months ago, but I do love CD. Yeah, amazing burst. I mean, recently I fell in love with Jerry. That's why I would take Jerry. But again, 
both are a great choice in my mind. But I understand where you guys are coming from as well. So, but we'll we'll talk about Jerry in a little bit. <laughs> yes, we will. Right after we discuss this pick eleven, the Jets are making Jedrick Willis offensive tackle from Alabama. Jared, as a Jets fan, how do you feel about that? Jedrick Willis is my OT one. So, uh, with my um, with my heart, you know, I I, I get it. We need offensive line help in the worst way. Uh, Joe Douglas, um, he, he kind of addressed it uh, in the offseason. He got a lot of depth pieces, maybe not, you know, the offensive linemen that are really going to stand up and protect Sam. But again, you know, in my mock, I have Dredrick Willis and CD Lamb available at this point. So you can't make a bad pick. Uh, oh, let, me, yeah. let me digress. It's the Jets. They could certainly make a bad pick. But the ability <laughs> to not screw this up it is vast. You could, if they take Jedrick Willis here, I'm perfectly happy with it. I'm happy with any of the top three offensive tackles that would be available. However, we haven't had a wide receiver one since Keyshawn. And CD Lamb, oh my Jerry Judy would fill that role. But if they draft Henry Ruggs, I'm walking out of my fucking apartment and I'm throwing my jerseys in the garbage. So I, oh, man. I don't want a burner. I want a number one receiver or an anchor on the line. So this fills that need. I'm not going to argue with it. It's fine. But if both those players are available when this <laughs> pick comes, if you don't take either one of them, then we're going to have an issue. Ooh. Can't wait for drafting yeah. now. <laughs> I'll be very active on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to have to go follow you right now. <laughs> Like I said before, I'm not a big uh, offensive line person, so I really have no no say in this one. Uh, Raiders, the next one, Raiders is again. We literally just heard his name in this last talk about with the the OT is Henry Ruggs. So, I mean, I I do not like Henry Ruggs as a number one um, player profiler has his comp as Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin certainly not at number mm-hmm. one. He's a great complimentary piece. He'll tear the top off of any defense. Obviously, four two seven forty. No one's stopping that. Uh, the Jets don't need that, so they should pass on this. The Raiders have historically drafted speed. Historic, going back to someone yeah. like Darius Hayward Bay. You know, he, they've always drafted. Speed <laughs> I remember he, Darius Hayward Bay <laughs> weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I think this is this is a slam dunk pick. Yeah, I, uh, um, what I saw in Rugs, he's extremely fast. Reminds me of like a Tyreek Hill, um, but not as fast, obviously, because Tyreek Hill is extremely fast. I, I again, like I talked before in this mock draft, Jerry Judy is still available. I just I would pick Jerry Judy, but. Like Jared just said, Raiders are historically love the speed, so I could see them going with Rugs. Yeah, for sure. I definitely like the Rugs pick. You know, the guy's got burners, and anytime you have somebody with speed like that, it can change the whole dynamic of your offense, and then it can change how people game plan for your offense. So I definitely like that pick. Yeah. All right. All right, moving on to number 13. We have the 49ers taking your boy, Larry Jerry Judy. How do you feel about that? 
I actually love this pick. Like, of course, I would take him earlier because, like I've said multiple times, I like him. Um, I His footwork, I don't know how he does it, but his footwork is insane. The way he's catching those short passes and just juking at everybody, it, it blows my mind of how good he actually is. And plus having rugs across the field in Alabama with him just makes it even more crazier in my mind. Uh, I definitely think the 49ers could definitely use him with Kittle and oh, I forgot his name. Who's the other Debo. wide receiver that Debo blew Samuel. up last year? Yes, Debo Samuel. Thank you, Jared. I think with them and Garoppolo will have a solid wide receiver core and a lot of targets to throw to. So you brought up a very interesting point with Judy, how he was so successful with Ruggs on the opposite side of the field. And who did I just say that yeah. Ruggs was comp to? Marquise Goodwin. So he's going to be playing with someone just yeah. like that on the other side of the field with Debo probably in the slot. Uh, I have this mock. Yeah. Uh, this is something that Walter and I agree with. I have Judy going to San Francisco. I think it's a great fit. Uh, I think that Garoppolo needs it because I think he's a subpar quarterback. Um, their line is solid. Their defense is very, very good. You know, the only weak point, especially with the loss of uh, Manny Sanders, is wide receiver. And, you know, the metrics yeah. aren't necessarily in Judy's favor, but one of the metrics that aren't isn't very popular is separation. And the amount of separation and the route running ability that Jerry Judy has. My Amazing. Comp is who, to this day, is still the best route runner that I've ever scouted. Um, so yeah, I think Judy here. Yeah. And that's, that's your run on water receivers, right? I think that if a team wants one of these guys, you're going to see some moves. It's just that these three teams that took these water receivers, or at least in my mock, um, you know, they need them so bad. So it's going to take a lot for yeah. these teams to really trade back. Honestly, yep. I would I'd like to point out, I really like the uh, Jerry Judy Amari Cooper comparison. They're both really great policy. I actually do too. Yeah, I mean that that's that's my comp is and the route running, the hands are, are very, very good. Same college. Um so it's just it's it's uh, it's an, it's a lazy comp, I guess, but it's it's the easiest one. And you know, there's no reason I'm trying to dive deep and trying to make a splash with the, with a stupid comp that doesn't make sense just because it's a name that no one else is saying. Like it's there, it's an easy comp. They're mirror images of each other and be a great San Francisco. Yeah. All right. So the next one we have is the Buccaneers taking Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle to protect Tom Brady. That's all you guys. So take it away. I don't don't hate this. (laughs) I have the Bucs taking a tackle. Anyway, I have them taking Frederick Willis. So again, Obviously, mocks are going to be a little murky um, with trades and everything. Yeah. But yeah, I have I have this the same position. I think that's fine. I think that there is a tier of three, maybe four offensive linemen in this draft, and certainly you know Tom Terrific needs to stay on his feet. So it's a easy pick. Oh yes, I'm in agreement with you there. I feel like um you can interchange the top four offensive tackles i see it seems like almost everybody has a different opinion on who the top ot is i i really do like andrew thomas i think he's going to be a solid tackle when he transitions to the nfl there's been a lot of um georgia offensive linemen that have liked like isaiah win david andrews etc etc so i mean i definitely do like that pick and it's definitely going to help tom brady there with that stacked offense 
I'm excited to see what happens with that stacked offense. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, Ooh. I just, you know, you you alluded to it, and I got to touch on it. I just, I don't <laughs> think that it's gonna be what people are expecting. I mean, Jameis was bad. There's there's no doubt about that. Jameis thirty picks is is yeah. I mean thirty picks is bad. Yeah, the throwing ability is there. It's in between his ears. Like his his mental processing is not great. Um, but he was a stat patter for those receivers. Like Godwin and Evans putting up the numbers that they did so early in their career is because mm-hmm. of him and, and playing from behind. You know, Brady is not that down-the-field thrower that Winston is. No, no, he's he, not. He's a O.J. Howard, you know, may see an increase in targets if they even keep him on the team. But yeah, I heard they were on the looks of trading him. Evans are both outside receivers. Godwin can play the slot, but I just think uh, and maybe this is going into the fantasy world a little bit, but I think you're going to see a little downtick in offense from that team. Just got to hope that they're playing with the lead most of the time. That's how Tom likes to do it. All right. That was a good insight. I like that. <laughs> so for number 15, we have the Broncos taking Kenneth Murray, linebacker from Oklahoma. I definitely think this is a pretty solid pick, pairing him up with Bradley Chubb. You know, he's a very athletic linebacker. And definitely someone I like throughout the process that I've been researching. Yeah, kind of solid. He's obviously not on the Isaiah Simmons level. Um, but who is? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, solid, honestly, but who solid is? Solid pick. Um, they need a lot of help on that defense. I had Jeff Cladney, the cornerback, uh, mocked here. Um, that secondary needs a lot of work too. But yeah, again, can't can't argue with this pick. Yeah, it's not sexy by any means, but it's it's fine. Uh, I definitely agree agree with this is a solid pickup. What I saw of him, he was a he's attacking machine. He has great eyes and great pursuit. He's always on top of that ball. I think him with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, it's just gonna be a scary combination. They're always famous for that, so I guess continue it. So at number sixteen, the Falcons take Javon Kinlaw. Uh, what I've seen with this this guy, he, he has this incredible push that he just pushes an offensive tackle maybe like two yards back and gets to the quarterback. And he's always on top of it. So I think, I think he was going to be a great DT. He's going to constantly be under the QB's throat. I think the Falcons definitely need that. And I think it's a great Kinlaw's pick here. Solid. Um, I still, uh, I, I like Grady Jarrett. Uh, so I have a, uh, a very sim like the same process in my mock. I had Clavon Chase on who Walter alluded to in the article, um, the edge rusher uh, going here. But again, you know, the Falcons need somebody to get to the quarterback. They missed on Vic Beasley. Um, oh, same same concept. They need, yeah. they need someone in the quarterback space, especially in that division where you have a Drew Brees, you have Tom Brady now. You're gonna have Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, it's you gotta get in those people's faces so they don't have the time to throw the weapons that they have. Yeah. 
you don't want to give them time. Yeah, I definitely like Ken Law as well. I um, I, I think him dropping the 40 pounds was probably the best thing that's happened to him with, like, this drop process is concerned. And, like, I think it just took his play to a whole nother level. When I was watching the one-on-ones between the O-line and the D-line at the Senior Bowl, he was doing pretty good. He, he had a good show before he got hurt. But I, I do like to pick and then to pair him up with Grady Jerry. He's still there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm okay with the pick. I think it's pretty good. Okay. Let's continue moving on. All right, moving on. We have my Giants division rivals, the Cowboys, taking Clayvon Chase on, uh, edge rusher from LSU. How do you guys feel about that pick? I think I, I think he's a great player, honestly. Yeah, I, again, I think Cowboys are going to go defense here unless someone like a Jerry Judy falls to them, which, uh, yeah. you know, I've seen some mocks where that does happen. But uh, yeah, Ed Rusher's fine. They, they need help on that on that D line. Uh, linebackers are short up, and the secondary they need help. That's why I had him taking Xavier McKinney. But again, you know, anywhere in the front four or or back half of the field, again, I, I won't argue. They, they just need to really shore up that defense. So now I have to ask this question because what I saw on film, he was lined up as a linebacker. Is he a D end or is he a linebacker? He's an edge. He's an edge. Yeah. Okay. Just, edge. just an edge. So basically, yeah, I mean, just like honestly, a. With, with stuff like that, with when it goes from college to the pros, like a team has something in mind. It doesn't, you know, if they see a burst, yeah. And they think that can translate, you know, if a standing burst can translate to, you know, being a, a, on a down like the end, that's fine. I'm, you know, off the top of my mind, I'm not sure if the Cowboys play a 3 4 or 4 3. I think they, be- I believe they play a three-four. If they play three-four, then he's going to be an outside linebacker, and he's going to be the edge guy. Um, yeah. I, I, because he lost that weight, I don't think that he, you know, typically a three-four the end is is a bigger guy. Yeah. That, you know, I'm going back to the Jets like a Muhammad Wilkerson, who is a bigger body that can still kind of rush the quarterback, but he's there to stop the stop the run. This is a this is a this is a rusher. So I just so yeah. So my comparison, I had him compared actually to a Pittsburgh Steeler named T.J. Watt. Like the way he plays is, it reminds me so much of T.J. Watt when I was watching this film. So I guess yeah, that was pretty spot on (laughs) for me. I don't hate that comp. Okay, so I actually do have something about this next pick that I can actually Hmm. put in, and I find this actually hilarious. So the next one is, I don't know how I, I don't know how I'm gonna pronounce his first name correct, but the Dolphins taking Mackay Beckton. Ben. So <laughs> what I was reading is recently he was tested positive for I believe marijuana or some type of drug or something. So <laughs> looking at this, all I can remember is. The Dolphins picking up Tunsil back in the day when he fell because he was with the bong incident. And I just, that's, that's the only thing that came in my mind, and I found that really funny. Now you guys can go with this. <laughs> he, he was ahead of the game. He, he, he was wearing masks before yeah, any of facts. us were. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. M- M- thing is definitely a player that I I honestly am huge on. Um, I, l- I love his size. I think he has elite size. You know, he's like six foot seven, three sixty. He had great speed. He ran a five eleven at the combine, I believe. 
Um, I, I definitely think there's a lot to be worked on, though. I think he might have the high ceiling out of all of the offensive tackles. I really do like the pick, though. I, I recall when I was watching the film, he literally took a Clemson defender and threw him literally almost out of the frame. It was crazy. The man has crazy size, crazy strength, and he can move pretty well, but there is things to be worked on. Yeah, so to go along with that, you know, I agree that he is the highest upside of any offensive lineman in this draft. Um, when I made my mock, it, these off-the-field issues were not, you know, brought to light yet. I have Beckton going sixth overall. So Ooh. the fact that, you know, this mock hasn't fallen to 18 for a team like Miami, who is going to be drafting a quarterback early, that'd be perfect. You know, you get someone like a Tua, and then you protect them with an animal like this guy. Uh, perfect. I don't, again, I just don't see any reason why they would sway away from getting an offensive lineman. With that being said, I did not have them drafting an offensive lineman. I had them drafting a safety just because I think that they are missing the Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, the, that trade. Just Thank you, Dolphins. Yeah, I just think <laughs> that they are desperately missing that. But as I, as I'm talking out loud, yeah, I think that getting an offensive lineman to protect their new quarterback is... You said you had them fun. taking a safety there? Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, because I remember you said McKinney went earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have back-to-back safeties nice. here. Um, oh, wow. Okay. The Cowboys and then Delta to the Dolphins. All right. All right, number so we 19, can... the, we have the Raiders taking Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU, and they're going to pair him up with Nick Kwiatkowski. I do like the pick here. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, Patrick Queen's great. Um, I have him going a little bit later. Uh, I have the Raiders taking Ken Law, so uh, someone who's gone. And in this mock, yeah, I think that the Raiders have a ton of holes. I think that... Uh, they need somebody like a Patrick Queen who goes sideline to sideline uh, on that. Yes. Team. So I, I, it's fine. Again, probably not a sexy, sexy pick, but uh, certainly a future defensive captain. I, I definitely agree with this. He he's he has a huge burst, solid coverage, and great pursuit. I think he's going to fit. And I know earlier you said that. The Raiders need a bunch of holes on the defense. So I think that that'll definitely, definitely fit. So the next one we have is the Jaguars taking Xavier McKinney safety. So like I alluded to earlier, I had him go on a few picks earlier to the Cowboys. Again, this is just a team that has so many holes and they're going to be so bad. Yeah. Um, They get whoever they want here and it'd be fine as long as it's a piece that is isolated. So safety is one of those pieces that don't need you know, complimentary athletes on each side of them to make an impact. We see that with Jamal Adams every year. Uh, yeah. The the mistake that the, you know, hopefully don't make is, is drafting someone like a wide receiver with no quarterback to throw in the ball. But uh, no, I, I, I think this is fine. I am taking uh, Christian Fulton, cornerback, but yeah, whatever. The defensive <laughs> help for the Jaguars, they're going to be awful. Yeah, true. I'm taking for this month. Yeah. So I actually like McKinney. I want to go into a little... He reminds me so much. I, I can't really give you a good comparison, but he's what I've seen in his film, he's definitely a box safety. He, he loves sitting in the box, helping that run support, and he has a nasty hit. He is really... Like his hits are hard. 
He's a hard-hitting safety, which I always love to see. All right, at number 21, we have the Browns taking Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle. And I'm not sure how I feel about this. Oh, he's from Boise State. I didn't mention that. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I definitely think this is a reach because there's guys like Josh Jones, Austin Jackson, you know, Prince Tega Wongongo, uh, Matt Perth. I think there's a lot of guys that are, you know, I that I would rather take over him. And if you're going to take him, I definitely think you got to trade back here. Yeah, so in this mock, this is a trade back with the Eagles. And uh, at 10, I had them taking Andrew Thomas. So same position. Um, but I, I do agree that I think this is a reason. I don't have a first round grade on Ezra Cleveland. I think that a lot of people are mocking this just so they could say, you know, it's Cleveland Cleveland. going to Cleveland. And I think I was just about to say that. I was literally just about to say that. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I get it if you're going to trade back for a tackle, but yeah, if you're looking at him, I think you continue to trade back. Um, with that being said, if the Eagles were still here, there's still so many receivers on the board that yeah. he did not have to trade that draft capital for. Um, so I don't like this mock pick. Uh, I don't think it'll happen, but it's fine. In fact, I like and Walter's other draft possibilities, Dredrick Willis, I think that's a much better pick than yeah. uh, Ezra Cleveland. So that I would be fine with. All right. Since Jared took the only thing I really wanted to say I, well, was Cleveland I, going to Cleveland. <laughs> we'll go on to the 22nd pick. Vikings taking Noah. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Nope. Not even going to try. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I would have looked at that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to try it. But what I, uh, I, I, I don't know how much about him. Uh, I was watching a little bit of film. What I saw, he, he could become a good corner. Uh, I think his, a lot of his film showed him just getting lucky and the ball bouncing off the top of his back of his hands or the back of his head. But he does have really good solid coverage. He's really fast. And I'll let, I'll let you guys take it away. I mean, they need secondary help. That, yeah, that's obvious. Um, Harrison Smith can hit anybody, but he can't cover you know anything. Uh, Mike Hughes is a starting cornerback on that team. Nate Metters, I like Xavier Rhodes. He got rid of, but he was awful last year too. The, and the front seven on this team is so damn good that yeah. it sucks just to have a secondary as bad as that. However, again, and I've been saying it the whole episode, like I just think cornerback is so hard to translate. Like I do not mm-hmm. have them taking a cornerback here. I just think that they could wait and get um, get a cornerback later in the draft. I uh, do not have a first round grade here. Uh, I have them taking a, a receiver uh, to kind of replace Diggs, but you know, I, I guess we'll see. It's another team that's good, but still has a ton of holes. All right, so we actually lost Zach. He must have connected out, so I will continue. The The 23rd is the Patriots taking tight end Adam Troutman. This would be shocking. Uh, really? This would be very, very surprising to me. I do not think that he is a top two tight end. And I do not think that any tight end should be going in the first round of this year's draft. Uh, 
I have in my mock Justin Herbert falling here. Whoa. And the Patriots taking him. Uh, I think that that would just be, you know, salt in a wound as a Jets fan to have uh, a first round caliber quarterback fall to the Patriots here. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be pretty salty, so, especially after them getting rid of Tom Brady. Exactly. So. I know Walter alludes to it and one of his things about trading up, but I just think that a tight end here would be, I think that'd be pretty foolish. They could trade down and get him in the second round. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking if they're going to get him, why not trade down? Because he's definitely not on the radar for anybody. They build trades all the time. I mean, I would, again, if you don't see a top three quarterback there, I think that they'll, that they'll move back. But uh, it is something funny in my mind, seeing the Patriots draft someone like Troutman because they're known for that. They're known for those sleeper people that no one knows about, no one cares about. They just end up good. No, and I I won't argue there. Um, Again, I just think that there's a lot of talent on the board at this point. No, I agree. 100%. They could could get somebody like, uh, you know, to pair up with Nikhil Harry and, and leave Edelman in the slot and Fine. Yeah, it's, I agree. Uh, it, that would be a very yeah. I'm not sure. What's your thoughts um, on Adam I like him, Troutman? Honestly, I think he's a pretty decent player. I think him him being from like a smaller school, and it, it it's reminded me of like when Dallas Goddard was getting picked, and he was being highly regarded. Um, I think it's an interesting pick. Uh, at pick twenty three, definitely not, but I think he's an okay player. All right, we can just move on. We'll move on with the Saints picking Justin Jefferson. Yeah, so this is who I had the Eagles taking um, okay. at, at their original spot. And it's obvious that he'll probably still be around. I think Justin Jefferson is a solid number one receiver, you know, in the making. Uh, he was dominant last year with uh, Burroughs breakout. Um, I have them taking... Uh, Patrick Queen here, so we talked about him earlier. I don't necessarily yep. think that the Saints need wide receiver help. Yeah. No, I don't think so Maybe either. They just got Emmanuel Sanders. Traquan Smith is solid. Uh, you know, I, I just, I again, it's very curious to see this. Um, I think that they're going to go defense here. Uh, and, and I just, I don't know. I don't really <laughs> understand this, this pick at all. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see them having a wide receiver either. They just got Sanders. They have Michael Thomas. They have Kamara. If you want to consider him a slight wide receiver, we just lost Sack again, but it's okay. His connection is going crazy. So we will continue with the twenty-five picking. The Vikings picking Mac Hennessy center. Yeah, I mean, I like it because that's he's from Temple and that's my alma mater. So go Owls. I have a very similar draft here. I have them taking Cesar Ruiz, who is an interior offensive lineman as well. So uh, I, I agree with the position. Um, not necessarily the pecking order, but yeah, uh, not much to say. I, I'm I'm down with it. Alrighty. 
With the 26th pick, the Dolphins pick DeAndre Swift running back. For fantasy purposes, this would be so sexy. This would be really sexy for, for fantasy you? fantasy purposes. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. for fantasy. Yeah. Woo. For fantasy purposes. Yeah. I... So, I personally don't know much about him. I didn't really follow a lot of uh, football, uh, like college football this year. I'm usually huge into it. But this year, I was kind of slacking with it because I was working so much and a lot of other shit came up. But I heard that he's probably one of the best running backs in this year's draft. Yeah, so, there's, there's there's a tier of two. There's him and Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. Um, other people may throw a couple other guys in there, uh, but I think those two are on the top there. And again, you know, if they are going to draft Tua and then grab an offensive lineman with their second first round pick, I think getting a running back here is a smart move. I have them taking a lineman here. I've been taking Josh Jones here, but in this mock, they already addressed that position earlier. So yeah, this is fine. You know, I like it. DeAndre Swift. I never ever think a running back should go in the first round. Um, but if they are, then this is fine. You know, back back third of the round to a team that desperately needs offensive weapons. Uh, no, everything Anything from you, Zach. Going pretty much. Okay. All right, so the 27th pick, the Seahawks select Josh Unchi. I don't know how if I spelled said that right. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you either. Again, I think, you know, I don't disagree with the position. I have them taking AJ Espenza, another edge rusher. Um, but uh, I... I uh, I agree with the position. I just think that they'd be reaching here with that pick. Yeah, I don't know much about him. I didn't really look into him that much. Actually, I didn't really look into anybody past 27. I just didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, how do you feel about Josh Unchi? No, I think he's a great player. I think he had a very good showing at the Senior Bowl. And um, I, I saw a statistic that said that he had a better pressure rate than... Um, Chase Young, so interesting. But, but yeah, I, I definitely think he's a good player, and I think he's a good pick at 27, especially if the Seahawks don't retain Jadavion Clowney. I, I agree. I forgot about that. I'm, I always forget the Clowney is still not signed, which nope. blows my mind. All right. So with the 28th pick, the Ravens are taking Zach Braun at linebacker. I think this would be a smart pickup since especially they lost CJ Mosley last year. Um, Definitely. They have have a history of not signing their linebackers. They they lost on Wansar as well. Um, Yeah. They definitely need linebacker help. Uh, If Patrick Queen falls this far, which I don't think he will, this would be an easy pick. Uh, Yeah. Same thing with Kenneth Murray. But um, if both of those guys are gone... I have DeAndre Swift actually mocked here. So I I don't think Mark Ingram is long for Baltimore. Yeah, he's and definitely 
yeah, you know, I just think that DeAndre Swift with a Lamar Jackson type would make this offense, you know, it's already dynamic. That would be filthy. Yeah, it's it's already a dynamic offense. I could also see them going receiver here if someone like a uh, Justin Jefferson falls or, um, you know, T. Higgins from Clemson is also there. Uh, so there's just, you have a lot of options. And for, for that team being as good as they are, it's scary that they're going to be adding a instant starter right here. Yeah. It would be definitely scary. Okay. All right. With number 29, we have the Titans taking offensive tackle Austin Jackson out of USC. This is somebody who I could have seen going earlier in this mock to 21 to the Browns instead of Ezra Cleveland. I, I think he's the better offensive tackle. I have him going just after the top four. Wow. So, yeah. So, you definitely disagree with this then. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, again, I don't, I don't hate this this offensive line um is is pretty good uh they had you know the leading rusher you know they blocked the leading rusher last year but uh i have zach bond going here so one pick later okay again i I think this is kind of the opposite of baltimore where you have two teams that ended the season in about the same spot and i think tennessee has a lot of holes while Baltimore doesn't. Um, so uh, just, there's a, a lot of options you go here. Offensive line is fine. They also need help in the secondary. So I was, I was That's what I was thinking. I was definitely thinking like secondary help. Yeah, so Jaylen. like in my mock, I have Jalen Johnson going a couple picks later. So that's someone that they could take uh, cornerback help. But um, again, it's, it's that's a team that you could see going a lot of different directions. All right, so the next one we have at pick 30, the Packers taking Denzel Mims. I definitely agree with the position. The Packers definitely need someone else opposite of Devontae Adams. But I don't know too much about Mims. And I know there's, like you said before, T. Higgins. uh, What's his name? Rieger from uh, TCU. He's still available. I don't Chino. know much about don't know much about Mims, so maybe you guys can throw on some insight. So I have Mims going much earlier. I have Mims going to oh, okay. the Vikings at twenty two. So this would be, in my my opinion, a, a steal for uh, Green Bay here, and he's perfect to go on the other side of, of uh, Devontae Adams. You know, he's six three, uh, about two ten, four three eight forty. Um, and his catch radius is in the 96th percentile. He's comp, oh, wow. he's comp to Chris Goodwin. So, he, or Chris Godwin, I'm sorry. So, to have someone like that, um, it, it would be a huge complimentary piece. And to have the ever aging Aaron Rodgers, you know, don't need the ball with uh, <laughs> just the. The running game there with Aaron Jones now, a decent offensive line. They made a lot of moves last offseason to address the defense, so they don't necessarily have to worry about that this year. Um, I have T. Higgins going here. That's only because Mims was gone in my mock. So I certainly agree with the position. Uh, Again, but like some of the names that you had mentioned here, if it's not Mims, I wouldn't be mad at Jalen Rager or Chenault or any of those guys going at this point. I, I think it's definitely yeah. going to be receiver. Yeah, I didn't know much about Mims, so I couldn't really give you much about him. Would you so, say wide receiver is the deepest position in this class? 
Um, since I've, yeah, I think that's without a doubt. And since I've been scouting, this is the deepest wide receiver class I think I've ever scouted. Maybe you can compare it to 2014 with Odell and Landry Mike and Evans. Evans and Watkins and Devontae yeah. Adams. So you, you can compare it to that, but uh, I, you got some ballers uh, playing wide receiver in this draft class. Someone like T. Higgins would, you know, if it wasn't for the top three that we talked about earlier, you know, he would be going in the top 15 in most drafts. So it's, uh, it's just crazy to think about how teams like the Packers or, you know, who do we have next? The Chiefs don't need anybody, but the 49ers at 31. And they could wait on wide receiver and, and get somebody here and yeah. still be fine. And it's nuts to think about that. All right, number one, the third 31, we have the 49ers taking Cesar Ruiz center for Michigan. I like to pick. I love, I, honestly, I think I have a bias towards lineman pick. I love when lineman get picked. <laughs> he's, um, he, he's somebody that I would have liked the Giants to target in the top of round two if he does slip there. But I definitely do like this pick for the Niners. I love protecting the quarterback. I think that's one of the most important things. Yeah, I, I think Ruiz here would be really, really good for that line. That would make this one of the best lines in the NFL. Um, I have him going a little bit earlier again to the Vikings at 25. Uh, but this is a guy that can play center. He could play guard. Um, it'd be, you know, anytime you find those diverse offensive linemen, you want to capitalize on them. I have them taking a cornerback here just because I think Richard Sherman's on the back end of his overrated career. But regardless, Ooh. I think uh, I, don't, I, don't mind this, <laughs> I don't mind this pick. Um, I think that uh, that is fine, and you protect Garoppolo a little bit longer. So I actually like I'm just noticing that there's a lot of offensive line being picked in this year's draft for first round. That's why I hesitated when Zach asked me if uh, wide receivers if that was the deepest position of this draft because mm-hmm. uh, you could you could make the argument that offensive linemen are, but you have to separate it into tackles and guards and Cesar Ruiz's yeah. interior, and we talked about. Um, Someone else, I forgot who, uh, that was an interior offensive lineman. And so I think you have a couple of different positional groups there. While wide receivers, you know, all the guys that we talked about so far, including the guys that haven't been drafted yet, are all X receivers or all outside receivers. You will not see a slot guy taken in the first two rounds of this draft. Yeah, okay. So with the last pick of the first round, the Chiefs are taking Josh Jones. I know, Zach, you've talked about him a few times in this episode. So what do you think about that pick? Oh, uh, yeah. His name just happened to come up. He's he's my OT6 with uh, – who was it? Let me see. With with Austin Jackson being my OT5 after the top four. Uh, I still think he's a quality o- offensive tackle. I think offensive tackle is definitely beefy in this draft, which is good for my Giants and good for a lot of teams who are in need for help on the outside of the O-line. Josh Jones is solid. There were a couple of mocks that had the Jets reaching for him. So, um, you know, he's good. Uh, I'm biased to kids coming out of Houston. I love that football program. Uh, He's long. He's athletic. I think that uh, the the Chiefs could make a splash here and grab someone like a Jonathan Taylor. Um, But, again, you're you're thinking of the Super Bowl champs. You don't have a lot of holes uh, on Tides of Yeah. Anytime you have someone like Patrick Mahomes throwing there, you you always <laughs> want to get people to protect him. So that's that yeah, fine. that's that's certainly fine. So I know we've talked about a couple of names that we didn't mention. 
Are there any huge names that you think should be going the first round, Jared, that are still on the board for this mock draft? I mean, it depends how wide receivers go, I think. Um, I think that you may see a Jonathan Taylor go. You know, so the 31st and the 32nd picks are always uh, very interesting to watch because in the old CBA, at least, and I don't, I think it has changed in the old CBA, teams would always try and get into that first round so they had that fifth year option for the players. Yeah. I don't think that's the case anymore with the new CBA, so you may not see as many trades, but um, if DeAndre Swift goes where he's mocked to go to Miami, I think some teams may try and move up to get Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think, you know, we, we touched on a couple of the wide receivers earlier. Uh, I think AJ Espenza is a very talented edge rusher um, that was not mocked to go here. Uh, other than that, not really. Uh, I'm not too surprised um, at this. I think that everybody has the same top 30 players, just uh, a little bit different order. A lot of the positional groups are the same and a lot of the mocks across the industry. So, uh don't think you're going to see a lot of surprises on Thursday, you know, Friday, Saturday, uh, on this new draft format, this cyber draft format that I guess was having a lot of issues today when they ran through a mock. But it's, uh, I think, I think everybody has the positional groups down, and um, I just don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises. Zach, do you think any of the teams that don't have a first round pick are going to trade in? Like, for instance, the Steelers. I don't. I know there's a uh, couple more, but um, honestly, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I really don't see too too many trades coming in. Uh, maybe I think someone might try to make a push, but somebody who already picked to try to come back into the late first round pick, which which was what I thought for the fifth year option. But I'm not sure if that's still a thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I think there's going to be maybe one or two trades in the top of the round, but I don't think towards the end there's going to be too too much action going on. What about yeah, you, Jared? I, I, Any I, thoughts? I absolutely agree with that. I think, like we had mentioned, that you're going to see um, that 3-4 range. I think that there'll be a lot of talk um, to try and, and get up there for that quarterback pool. And I think you may see some teams try and move ahead of the Jets to get their wide receiver of choice. Um, I think a lot of teams recognize the depth at the offensive line uh, group, so they'll they'll be patient there. I think the Lions are in the best spot of the draft right now because you could trade back, pick up a ton of capital, and still get their guy. So it's yeah. going to be very, very interesting. Well, that is it for the mock draft. I, I've i had a blast. I've learned a lot about more people to keep look, keep an eye out. I love this time of year because it's – I've always found it fascinating. I don't know about you guys, but I love watching the draft. I love – well, it has to be fascinating for you, Jared, because that's like what yeah, you do yeah, for a living. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> one of the things I left out of my little introduction is I'm a graduate of the Scouting Academy. So scouting is certainly something oh, wow. that uh, I love doing. It was not part of my job with the Guardians, but it's something that I do in my free time regardless of where I am. So, yeah, the draft is, you know, I always related it to Christmas Day. It's NFL Christmas Day. Um, so we get shiny new toys to look at and to play with. Uh, it's one of the few times where, you know, I, I am a Jets fan first instead of a football fan. Ooh. So I'm usually, you know, a football fan. That's where my career and my path has taken me. And, you know, I write about everybody. And maybe that's because the Jets haven't given me much to write about. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be wearing 
you know, my my Ronnie Lott Jets jersey on Thursday and waiting patiently and uh, anticipating their move. But yeah, it's, it's incredibly exciting. Definitely exciting in my half. I love watching the draft. I, I remember me, me and Zach used to just sit there and watch. Like it was just, yeah. he'd have like draft parties. It was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk to like my my wife, I, do, I don't think she understands. And, you know, if, if you guys are comedy fans, Bill Burr has a great skit about the NFL draft, how grown men are just watching players just, getting announced that's it that's all it is it's so simple yet it's there's just something about it it's so incredibly exciting because you're looking at the future like this is what your team is three four or five years down the line you know you gotta it's you're you're instilling hope into 32 organizations again and uh you know that's, that's fun it is definitely i definitely enjoy it even yeah, though I'm, my Pittsburgh Steelers are not a part of it. Yeah, and you know what? You guys need to be a part of it. I think you guys have a lot of holes, and uh, that fan base <laughs> is not ready to admit that yet. Oh, I, I admit it. I'm not a biased oh, Steeler no. fan. I know we have I know we have holes. We have so many holes. Quarterback. Wide, we need a number two wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I think you may need a number one. I read an article today that they're shopping Juju. So What? Yeah, and, okay, ooh, I did not the, see that. The, That's crazy. The Jets were one of the teams interested, so... You know, we could oh. go get Juju, and I, I we could pass on CD Lamb, and I'd be fine with that. Oh, my heart might just break. I bought it. That was my first jersey. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, it's just an article. A lot of people are desperate for clickbait material right now because there's nothing else going this on. This is true. So. I know, Zach, you were about to say something, so please, sorry, we cut you off a couple times. <laughs> um, Oh, yeah, to the point about instilling hope in fan bases, that, that's honestly one of the most true statements that I've heard on this podcast all day because no matter what, when, when my Giants would pick somebody, no, no matter how much I would hate to pick it, by the end of the night, I would talk myself into it. Like, you know what? They, they might be good. Like, like when they reached on Eli Apple, I was like, you know what? He has good size. He might be an all-pro corner. We'll see. In, in the end of the day, it's always fun. I love the draft. Yeah. So, so, Zach, I have to ask you this. And I know you've talked about it earlier. Who is your number one pick for the New York Giants? I want to judge your Who are you? That's who you're going with? Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's exactly who I want, yeah. Okay, because fun fact, Jared, you might not know this, but Zach has called, I think, three or four of the past first-round picks of the New York Giants. Yeah, Jones, exactly. Barkley, Ingram. I mean, I mean, given that Barkley was, like, kind of a log, but, yeah, Jones, Barkley, Ingram yeah. called all three of those. That's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know what my streak is with the Jets. I know I, I got Sam right. Um, I got Jamal Adams right. And I would have to look up their history to see uh, what else. But, uh, yeah, no, we'll have to get some sort of group chat going. Or, uh, yeah. or, or you know, throw 10 bucks into a pool and get a draft pool going. You know, oh, we should definitely do that. I'd see do who that. Could, see uh, who can knock it the best and, you know, winner-take-all type deal. Let me know. Hit me up about that. I'm interested. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can do something. Maybe, uh, maybe 10 points if you get the player right, 5 points if you get the position right. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'll see if I could. I'll see if That's... I can mess mess with something. I'm not too too busy these days, so uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think any yeah, of us so are. I'll, uh, see if that exists, and I could I could steal it from someone. All right. So, 
thank you, Jared, again, for joining us today on the show. Thanks for having me. We're, we are excited to announce our first guest was you. We were talking about it. We we're like, who should be our first guest? And you were the first person we thought of because you have so much knowledge in football and you have so much background in it. It was exciting to hear your insights and all these different things. And I guess we picked the right one because this is what you do. Thank thank you again. (laughs) That means a lot. Uh, I certainly appreciate it. Anytime you guys, uh, you know, you want to guest or anything and uh, I'm available, I'll certainly jump on for a few minutes. Um, But yeah, you know, it was, it was fun. It was a good talk. So, okay. So join in next week on Monday night and we were going to review the draft talk about sleepers steals busts whoever we can find we're going to talk about them so join us next week and thank you guys for uh, listening in to the corner post podcast